Welcome to another episode of the Mike Janella Show. I'm your host, Mike. Obviously, it's my 64th podcast episode. Woo-hoo. Hopefully, won't be my last. And we're doing something for the first time ever. The yeah. Woohooer is here. Yeah. Richie Redding. Yeah. R.I.P. Ric Flair. Yeah. Woo! R.I.P. He's still alive. <laughs> no, I feel like he's on his way out. <laughs> no. He just came back. I'm a big wrestling fan. You don't know this about me yet, but he's just made a big health come comeback. So I know, but there go was, Nature Boy. But there was a scare. There was there was a, a there, yeah. There was a, a a fake death notice that it it went around the internet. Oh, so. yikes! Well, yeah. he is knocking on the door, but hopefully <laughs> no one answers. He's on the top rope <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to borrow a phrase. And Dr. Lisa Lipman, Woo! our favorite veterinarian ever. Yeah, Her way yeah. is better. Now, my favorite veterinarian. Now this is I say right. history making for my episode. For my show, because a, I'm doing this in your guys' apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, we're doing this yeah, live. Yeah, your basement. Yeah, I've, and I've never had two live guests. I've done it before on like a three-way Skype call, oh. but okay. I've never done this live. So Ooh. my first three pod, pod three. Some. Oh, wait, know are we, we live? This, but yeah. I, I need to actually. We're actually live. No, we're not. We're oh. not actually oh. live. But like, I can touch <laughs> you guys. You know, so we're you recording this for my thing. You yeah. can touch us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but no, the reason we're doing this is because you guys just had me on your show, yeah, mm-hmm. which is one of the cool things I want to talk to you guys about. It was about. great. It was my favorite episode yet. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, but tell me about, actually, before we get to that, yeah. I start my podcast with the same question I ask everybody. Okay. What's the best thing to happen to you guys in the past week? It can oh, be individually. Okay. It can be as a unit. I'm so glad it was in the past week so I didn't have to lie and be like, meeting Lisa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're the worst. Uh, in the past week, I mean, well, we just took a, a, a cool trip. Yeah, I was like, you better say that. Yeah, well, so it's our birthdays are three days apart, and I'm the 21st, she's the 24th, and we went up to New Hampshire, and uh, I know I'm officially getting older because I chose, and we chose, to be foliage tourist. <laughs> mm, yeah, that is an old person thing to do. Yeah, but uh, no, we went up to New Hampshire and we did the whole Mount Washington thing, and we hung out. We did an Airbnb and got a big old like log. It well, not a log cabin. We got a big cabin and uh, with a hey, fireplace and yeah. yeah, it was great. It was really great. Nice, it was fantastic. I highly recommend it. But as you know from our podcast, I failed at at eating moose. Yeah, you I tried really hard. <laughs> did I want to eat a moose? So it's not bad. the number ten combo meal in the McDonald's up there, buddy. It is. T- <laughs> it's actually uh, a buddy of mine. that's from up there. Uh, he's like, yeah, I don't know where you can get moose, but uh, there's this place by me that makes good gator nuggets. Like, beat it, gator. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to in New Hampshire. Yeah, Girl. no way. Take a hike. Yeah, we're going so to bad. Florida for that. What moose? Um, let's get some moose. All right. Well, unfortunately, you guys didn't do that. But fortunately, you had the good stories to tell on your podcast. Wait, I have another good story. Another one, okay. I just wanted to say, if you really like wrestling... I do, yeah. You have not asked Richie about his yoga practices. How do the two... Oh, how do those two relate? (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) We're very hard to interview. I'm interested Uh, (laughs) in where this is going. No, I've been doing... For the last... So my I've I've had like some minor injuries and I've actually been doing uh, Diamonds and Dallas Page yoga. DDP the, yoga, DDP, yeah, dude, yeah. YRG, have you done it? I haven't, but you in the wrestling world, everyone has done it. So every podcast you listen to, you hear these guys about how it saved their lives and it, like the flexibility. Does it really work? Uh, yeah, wow. yeah, it does. It's it's short and th- so proof of the results of it is that I did it for I did it almost exclusively for like six weeks. 
and when I came back, we have the Peloton bike mm. in the corner there. So fancy. Yeah. And when I, I came, hemorrhaged for that. Thing. <laughs> Ask I, me how much I use it. And when I came back, I beat my PR, which was already really good. Oh, okay. So I was very surprised that I was like in as good a shape, if not better. Nice. Yeah, as well, thank you, Diamond it. Dallas Page. Yeah, but I do it in my underpants, the way I feel like he meant for it to be. As all wrestling-related stuff should be done. Yeah. If you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Um, underpants yoga, we call it. Oh, I like that. You should train like that. That's got to not be a, not <laughs> just, be taken yet, right? Underpants just, yoga. Just doing somebody yeah. else's yoga, but halfway but, naked. Yeah. That's every good business idea. You take someone else's idea and just make it yeah. a little not, bit better. Not like, eight minute abs. Six. <laughs> Six. <laughs> so you guys had me. It was on your show. Pets and Punchlines. I want to get you guys to plug in. Wah, and wah, people, wah. It's super popular. People can find this thing everywhere. Um, Richie, you're, you're a stand-up comic coming from a comedian background. And Lisa, you're obviously a vet. Mm. A doctor obviously. is a real thing <laughs> in the front of your name. So I want to ask you, how did you get started with this? What was the idea? The, I mean, tell us what the podcast is about, but then also what got it off the ground. I'll, I'll give what it's about, and we'll let uh, the lady handle uh, what got it off the ground. So it's, it's basically comics with pets talking to vets, and it's the only comedy veterinarian podcast. There's a literally, I, Somebody's going to jack us at some point and like, try to steal the idea because it's so good, but it's, it is the only one of its kind right now. Um, that it's comics and people, well, comics and like influencers that that have pets talking to a vet and getting advice while I make wiener jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a must listen. I you gotta yeah. say. So, but at least the the reason that it got started. The re- oh well. Oh, the reason that it got started was because basically his dumb comedian friends would call me and ask me a question about their pets, like. I had five medical marijuana gummy bears, and now I have two medical marijuana gummy bears. <laughs> and what do I do if my dog weighs this much, you know? And my answer is and... to eat the other two. <laughs> right, eat the first two, step one. <laughs> Hang out hard. <laughs> no, so, no, his, his friends would always Put call on me. Pink Floyd, blow your dog's mind. And some dog's... underpants yoga. And yeah. Call it a night. Blow your dog's mind. <laughs> no, his friends would call me with questions, and, you know, we would talk, and, and hilarity would ensue. So it just would happen so much that we said, well, we should make this a podcast. It's funny and informative. And um and and it's been excellent. So yeah, far. and there's a, a striking amount of comics in the city that have pets, and you know it's we'll we'll get in. We've had some uh, some musicians. We've had Grammy winning musicians on the show, and uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird way to meet somebody. I mean, as you know that we just did that. It's like when do you interview somebody and you're not really asking about them. You're just asking about the thing that they love. Right. You know, and, and especially when it's love. an entertainer who's so used to just talking about themselves and, you know, just me, 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 that it suddenly it's like, th- this is the thing that I love, you know, and it, it's it's uh, it's unique for sure. Yeah. And uh, I mean, a great idea because, yeah, you get these people who get to open up in a unique way mm-hmm. and their fans get to experience them in a way that they haven't before. So right. I think that's yeah. I mean, you guys are really, really onto something. Yeah. Is it. Is it hard doing the show with like because you guys have two different sensibilities, right? You have Lisa who <laughs> brings the the science and the X's and O's and, and the boring, and the, the boring answers, <laughs> and then to to use a turn of phrase you just had, Richie, the wiener jokes. Uh, yeah, so is, is, do you guys just find a clean that podcast, tough? To, that's why I, I said wiener jokes. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, dick jokes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, dick joke, dick joke. Just say so, it all. Yeah. So yeah, that that is a thing. For, you know that um, I was kind of worried that it would be some somewhat off-brand for my comedy just because, uh, you know, if you see me on stage, I am not super clean. And 
but it, it's a great exercise for me to, to do it clean. But it's it's really it's like it's something that my parents can listen to, you know. Uh, but no, Lisa. So when it, the challenge with her is getting her to. At first it was. Now she's great at it. But, like, the, just to get her to loosen up and not talk No, like... I'm still really uptight. I'm pretty uptight. <laughs> uh, well, especially when it comes to, like, my professional, you know, like, I worked really hard to, like, be top of my class and do really well in school and be professional and be a professional. So, but also, I'm just, I'm just, like, uptight as a person. So... <laughs> No, but only about certain things, though. Like you're, but especially about this. So like, I'm uptight. So he did it as an exercise to. So we have a few other actually like potentially exciting things going on. Like potentially exciting. Like we're in active development for like a potential. We, we're we're the show. king and queen of stuff almost happening. Yeah, we, we got, got a whole bunch of almost. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm a big but, believer but, in jinxing stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. Okay. tell me off the so, show unless you want to spill some no, stuff no, so now. We have, yeah. we have some potential stuff going on. So he did this also in the beginning as a way to like get me to loosen up and like you know talk about learn how to talk about veterinary medicine and make it fun and talk to you know as if like you were my good friend or something. So right, and that's and that's that's what it was that. It kind of gave me the the show idea because when my friends would call, it would be a whole different conversation than if one of her clients called and said, "My dog just ate and just ingested point three milligrams of 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 whatever." It would be like completely serious, completely drilled down, one hundred percent fact. And you know, it's but there is funny stuff that happens, and when she's relaxed about it, and and tr- you know, and, and is treating the the client as a friend, it's fun and funny. It's pets and punchlines. You guys can check it out wherever you find podcasts, and subscribe and give them reviews and ratings because they deserve it because they're cool people, we and the podcast it. is really good. Uh, so now, because this is two of you guys, usually mm-hmm. I, I ask, obviously, one person a bunch of questions about sort of their career path and how they got to where they are. Mm-hmm. Because it's two of you, I think I'm going to bop back and forth to each of you. I like it. Is that cool? And then feel free, to, feel free to throw stuff in if it's not your turn, but if you have, like, a funny remark or an observation or something. Yeah. Was it, did we make it clear that we are also uh, doing it? Oh, you did not? I did not? <laughs> but you guys are doing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time, dude. <laughs> Big We're time. We're in love, basically. Lovely. Yeah, doing Lovely. the love We are re-signing thing. release tonight. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, because. I, I feel because so honored being in the yeah, space right now. It was also supposed to be in uh, the last day of September. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoops. Happy Halloween next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, no. I mean, that is the the – what makes the, the our podcast more unique is because we are a couple and we break up every episode yeah we try to uh, <laughs> but yeah it, it, like and that's what our dynamic is it's that like it, it's kind of what every 90s sitcom was it was the the goofy dude and the serious chick right <laughs> and he's kind of always getting in trouble <laughs> except now yeah it's audio instead of video, but not for now maybe video Raven. coming soon right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how long you guys been together Next question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have uh, we just want we have a lot of versaries. So we have like uh, the meat anniversary. No, we have this. It starts with the swipe anniversary. Oh, swipe anniversary. Well, right. About that swipe life. And then the delete Tinder anniversary. Uh huh. And uh-huh. then 
There's a breakup anniversary, get back together anniversary, <laughs> the sequel anniversary. We're back for a round two. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. So it's been a long oh, enough to no, have all these anniversaries. No, about four, it, four years, three to four years. Three and some change. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, who would like to go first in the bop round? I think it's Lippy. Oh, okay. Me. All right, ladies first. Me, 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 me. Uh, there's so many veterinarians around the country. Oh. Son of them. But you have now sort of elevated yourself to this this cool level of like vet to the stars and you're on TV <laughs> all the time and you've got this awesome following. So what did you do or what just naturally about you, you think, made you so just special to me. stand up from all the other vets around the country? Um, well, that's it. First of all, actually, you know, I'd say there's not that many vets in the, in the country. I think that we could probably like fill a football field maybe or maybe two or something. I had heard that at a quote maybe at my graduation like five years ago. Trying but to picture this image. Let me tell and, uh, you. That's yeah, a very general. You know, when I went to vet school, <laughs> there, was, tw- there was 29 vet schools in the country. That's it. And maybe they take a class probably on average of about 100 students per class. So we're not – I mean, there's not – we're not – there's not a ton of us. But, yes, there are obviously veterinarians out there, a lot of people who want to play Dr. Doolittle – less so for the rest of their lives than like to go to medical school or something. But um, as far as, you know, I think it's a lot of being in like the right place in the right time. So, you know, being, I went to vet school in LA uh, and I had some friends there and then I moved to New York city. And when I started the house call practice, I had a client who became Instagram famous, a patient who became Instagram famous. I have famous. such a shorter answer for you when, when she's done. What is it? <laughs> no, no, no. You, no. you go, and then I'll do my one-sentence uh, version. So his name was Castradamus. He, like, blew up the internet. We did a ton of media stuff together. And it kind of stumbled from there. And then also his – well, uh, should I even go to into Gersh? Okay, so <laughs> the short-form short answer of that is that um, – I have been doing stand-up for well over a decade. (laughs) Nothing. She held up a retarded cat and went (laughs) fucking viral. (laughs) This cat is enormous. It got like 60 million views like in a month. 50 million views on the dodo. We did everything from like good housekeeping to, well, oh no, we didn't do little things, Uh, to uh, Harry Connick Jr. Uh, I mean, at, we did everything. Inside Edition, TMZ, we were everywhere. So. Yeah, so that that gave her a big initial media pop. And yeah, and then just at the same time, I had somebody reach out to me about talking about doctor about dog food for Doctor Oz, and uh, which was like totally separate, but same timing. And then at the same time, also, he got represented by one of the largest agencies in Hollywood and somehow wound up pitching me to them. Um, so we have been in active development for some exciting projects. And doing the house call stuff, then I've just had a few, like, you know, Instagram famous clients and being on little things with you or being on the Dodo anytime You're somebody welcome. reposts me. Yes. Yeah, the <laughs> extra short That's version right. was she got that little things bump. <laughs> <laughs> that Mike Janela shine. Just yeah. Shown on her. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it just kind of, it just kind of spiraled from there. And I really... I put myself out there, too, to, to do all those things. You know, I reached out to some of my clients that I have and said, hey, let me let me be your vet. I like you or I'm a fan or whatever. And surprisingly enough, they were not that hard to get in touch with. So, yeah, so it's just been a lot of fun. You want to name drop real quick? Question 1A, some of your uh, your famous. Not really allowed to, are you? No? Is it pa- doctor uh, patient 
confidentiality. It's just yeah, so yeah, much I mean, more mysterious when you do that. You should have <laughs> gone for it. I, I set you up I'm not so allowed. cool. You yeah. guys, you actually can see. If you go to my Instagram page, I definitely have a few fun um, clients that can that are on all over my Instagram page. You yeah. should leave it a mystery like that. Yeah. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> mysterious. Sexy. But you can see, I have, I'll just say I have fashion bloggers, financiers, rock and roll stars. I have a bunch of really fun, famous clients. Lead so. with rock star. My boyfriend yeah. is a comedian. <laughs> oh, <and> rock star. <laughs> rock star? Yeah, I've got some rock stars, um, accountants. What else? Gardeners. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, big financiers. You go, yeah. you go hard first. Yeah. All right, we're hitting the tennis ball across the net now. It's you, Richie. Your turn. Yeah. You've already mentioned you've been doing comedy for over a decade now. Yeah, dude. What? It's like a, it's a weird time because it's not the '80s where you could do the traditional stand-up thing, and this, you kind of got into it before, uh, I mean, you know, the internet blew up where you can just sort of do user-generated content. Mm-hmm. What got you into comedy at the time you did, and how has the how have these last ten years been for you? Cocaine and uh, common answer. No, <laughs> uh, no, I so. I went to you know good school, same one Lisa went to, and uh, not the Harvard not of the communications. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I went to Penn and I was in Philly, and uh, I got a got a rat race job and hated it. And uh, I basically for the last two months that I worked for this investment company, I was writing stand up at my desk, and I would send it out to my friends from college. And they were all, you know, they they all pushed me like, dude, this stuff's hilarious. You got to get on stage. So the day that that game that that job came to a head, I got on stage for the first time at an open mic, and um, I don't know, I it, you know, it, it didn't go well. Like I, I was the last one up at midnight after thirty five other comics, and I was trying to do like a political screed. Um, in front of a you know predominantly minority audience, uh, it did not go well. But <laughs> like I just always felt like it was gonna be what I did, you know, um, like from when I first started it. And the, the thing for me was that like bombing, bombing sucked. But I had an athletics background that for for eight years I was uh, the coxswain on a crew team. Do you know what that is? Yeah, the, the, the little one guy. who sits at the front, little guy at the front, right? The little guy in the yeah. back, actually. <laughs> in but, the back, yeah. Um, when you lose a rowing race, you when it's over in college, when you lose a race, you have to go up to the other guy, take your shirt off your back, and give it to him, and you then walk home. You know, you walk back to the boathouse, a loser that is shirtless. <laughs> uh, it's like a walk of shame for sports. Dude, yeah. So like the first time I bombed, it was like. Well, I mean, I got my shirt. You know, like this <laughs> you didn't take it off to give it to the comic before you. Yeah, this, this isn't that bad. So, uh, so even like the, the low moments, I was always able to kind of take with a grain of salt, and the high moments, I was able to kind of hold on to. Anything to add, Lisa? Before I, we come did back, did I to answer you? that properly? Yeah, no. that was great. Okay. That was great. No, it's all right. Well, back to you then, Doctor. <laughs> uh, you guys. So, I mean, comedy is its own beast of a schedule. And then you're doing house calls and appearances and all that stuff for your event practice. And then you guys do this thing on the side where you're doing your uh, your podcast, also these mystery development things that may or may not come to fruition. Yeah. What's your What's the schedule like for you guys, the two of you? You're also doing it, as you said. You have, you have, you have time for that every once in a while, right? Yeah. So what's the life like in a, about once a year. In, in a vet comedy in a vet comedian uh, relationship? 
Um, yeah, I mean, you could definitely make like time circles and see where they <laughs> where they intersect. You know? It took us forever to do this podcast, right? How long have we been talking about this? Oh, the one with like, me for months. Uh, yeah, it's been a long right? time. Yeah. I mean, it's so definitely a never it issue, never an issue that like she's totally fine with me being out until whatever time every night. Like, <laughs> never even comes up, dude. Yeah, it's like what an understanding. She's loving. Yeah, she's never she's like this isn't normal. Who are these skanks in these Instagram pictures? Like, not <laughs> never. It's it's amazing, really. The You're woman, the worst. yeah. If she wasn't Jewish, she'd be a saint. Am I right? No, you know what? Actually, actually, it winds up working out because I really don't have a typical. You know, I don't have a nine. I think it would be probably a bigger problem if I had like a nine to five every day, five days a week. But my schedule is so all over the place. The nice thing about the house call stuff is that I I do get to make my own schedule with it. Um, and but I I actually don't just do that. So I I was an emergency veterinarian primarily um once i graduated from vet school and so i still pick up a lot of shifts to make ends meet pay off Dude, my student th- loans three you know, days wants in to a row 14 hour shifts that are an hour away starting at 5 p.m yeah. so getting out at so, seven or eight in the morning and then driving back in morning rush hour traffic it's brutal yeah i i, I the thing that i that, like she's like superhuman with that stuff. They like three days in a row. I, oh my god! Can you imagine doing it once and I would be complaining about it for the next week? Yeah, and you I, go back and do it two more times in a row. I still complain about it, but it's um, by day three I'm actively avoiding. Yeah, well, <laughs> it takes it takes a while to recover. So I, I used to think less so when I was younger, but so that's hard. I mean, that's just a hard part about my my schedule, actually. Um, but so I am all over the place. So yeah, we we make time. Like I knew during our birthdays, we would because it's so been so important for me to make my own schedule. Um, that's part of the reason I have the house call, and that I just freelance. I just do, so I don't actually work at like one clinic. So I'm, I don't have a job either. So yeah, <laughs> running your own show yeah. in life. Trying, trying. That's it's hard, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we kind of both understand that the work has Do we? To, uh, Do we understand? I understand <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that it's like, you know, for me especially, it's like if, if I'm writing something and if I have the idea at 9 in the morning, it, you know, if that's when I've got the juice, then I'm writing until it's done, you know. And if it starts when I get back at 1 a.m., then I might stay up until 4 a.m. to get the idea completely fleshed out, you know. Um, yeah, that, that was, that, that's the thing, like with, especially with creativity that because you're, it's, it's, it's not always going to be consistent. Like I I need to be very in tune with like when I can do something. That's the famous story Paul McCartney wrote yesterday at like three in the morning, right? He woke up, had a melody in his head and he Mm -hmm. had to get up and write it down. Ends up being one of the best songs of all time. You don't turn off the creativity. It comes for you. Uh, Richie, back to you. We're bopping. Uh, you and Cat Williams very yeah. entwined. You were host of one of his tours, right? And then like a featured guest on another, essentially. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've done I think like 160 shows with Cat. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, it was a super circuitous route that I, I so I did, it was three years total that I was with him, and uh, it started out because I had taken the bomb of a lifetime when i was like six months in this dude got me this gig that i had 
I let this guy stay at my house for like two weeks while all of, you know my ex girlfriend was she was like in Germany or something, and it was this he was this comic that made all these promises and none of them came true. So he finally gets me this gig, and it was in between Memphis Bleak and Joe Budden. Okay, and I got. Like, it, booed isn't even the word for it. It was just savagely destroyed by, like, 5,000 people booing me off stage. And I told that story to somebody years later, and, like, the next week he was like, yo, that venue is looking for comics again. You want to do it? I'm like, yeah, dude. So I did it a second time and ripped it, and the uh, the producer of that show gave me his card and, like, Every four months when I wanted to commit comedy suicide, I would, like, (laughs) when I was just, like, shaking all trees, I would send that guy an email. And he ignored me for, like, three or four years and then was finally, like, you know, hey, it was a Friday. It was, like, you want to work for Cat on Saturday? Like, yes. And uh, it was, like, home court. It was in Philly. It was, like, a 7,000-person venue. And it it went great. And, uh he wasn't even in the room. It, like you know, I, I didn't even know if he was there. And then I get off stage, and this dude comes out of the shadows. He's, you know, his fur coat, fur hat, purple suit, <laughs> gold shades. Like young man, absolutely stupendous. <laughs> I was like, you did an impression without even uh, me having needing to uh, ask it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, dude, thank you. So, I was like, thank you so much, man. Like, I would love to work with. You. Well, no, first he says that. I was like, did you listen? You watch my set? He's like, no, but I heard the crowd, <laughs> and it was absolutely stupendous. I was like, well, I'd love to work with you again, man. He's like, I'll have you on the road and ask my word. And then from that point for, like, for three years, I did every show with him. What's your craziest, like, backstage story you have with him? There's got to be one. There are uh, non-disclosure agreements in place for a reason. (laughs) But I I will say that – it's not really a backstage moment. It's just as a a glimpse into what it's like to to deal with Cat that – Actually, no. I'll give you this one. So in Milwaukee, we we had this, like, there was a storm coming, and we didn't know if we were going to be able to go to Austin the next morning. So And everybody would always stay up late on his bus with him, but we had to leave at, like, 6 in the morning. So finally at, like, 4.30 in the morning, I was like, dude, I can't hang out any longer. But there was these two people in the back that it was, like, these two weirdos from Chicago that the guy told me he was a fur guy. And I was like, all right, for a guy, whatever. And I, so I finally, like, dude, I have to get to sleep. And it's 6 in the morning, I come out, I've got my bags, everybody else had stayed up. Everybody is walking around in a full-length fur coat. (laughs) I'm like, wait, what is, what is happening? Like, the bus driver's got a fur hat and a fur vest on, like, the, the, all the girls on the tour are all rocking minks, like, what the hell happened in the hour and a half that I went to bed? Like, yo, man, we got gifts. I was like, gifts? So at first I was, like, all pissy about it. I'm like, we're, I'm on a plane. Like, everybody – like, we are we have the entire first-class section of a plane. And I'm, like, sitting there. I'll shoot like, I didn't get a You're the only fur. guy. The fur I'm guy the only white guy. I'm the only guy not in a fur coat. <laughs> and at first I'm like, I didn't get my fur coat. And then it was like, my girlfriend would rip my face off if I came home with a fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> would you have? Uh, uh, and I would have just looked like the most tremendous asshole. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. 140 pound, just goofy looking white dude. You know, full length mink. That's so mink. But yeah, Lisa, as soon as I told her, she was like, what was your plan for it? I don't, fur, no. No fur. 
no fur. Uh, no, what would we you do? do if, you, what, you said what I what you would do if I had a, a fur coat. You were going to donate it. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's, there's actually, so people know, there is actually, you can actually donate your fur coat to, like, wildlife sanctuaries because they <laughs> use the coats for, like, babies to keep warm. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you can donate your fur coat yeah, to they can, a wildlife sanctuary. And that's where yours would have ended up. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a baby fox could right. sm- could smell its mother's fur and a pimp's cologne. <laughs> 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 Nothing says nature like Dracar Noir. Uh, Lisa, back to you. La- Mike, this is the best one you had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last question in the bop round for you, uh, Lisa. So when I had a friend, a friend, my cousin married this woman. You had a friend. I had the only time in my life. <laughs> I know he married this woman, uh, and she was a nurse, and she always told us, like family parties and stuff, I'm not answering any medical questions. <laughs> like if you have a, a, a mole on your back, I'm not looking at it. If you're coughing, like I don't care. I'm here. It's family. I'm not business. It was like cutting the sand. Funny. For you with animals, I'm sure, obviously, Richie, your friends were calling oh, all the yeah. time, and that's how you guys started the podcast. I get abused. But, yeah. like, family, friends, all, like, what's your policy on that as a, a pretty well-known veterinarian? How do you handle that? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, terribly. <laughs> <laughs> as in you just, you help, you try to help everybody? Um, I mean, there are times where I get really, that I have to draw the line, that I get really, really outrageous. Like, for example, like, there was one... There was a question I got when, like, the hurricane hit that, like, uh, a friend's friend's dog was, like, going crazy during the hurricane and could they give it Xanax? Like, I didn't even, like, respond. Not only, like, is this not even, like, close to being my own patient where I can give medical advice to, but then to talk about a and, and basically tell them if they could give a controlled substance no, just absolutely no. All uh, the time at the park, people try to work her. Like, if she's wearing anything that says vet, like, they always try to get, like, a second opinion from her or something like that. Like, just book an appointment. Just yeah, book an appointment. like at the dog park or, you know, um, I mean, anything and everything. But it's just, like, you wouldn't ask – you wouldn't and, – and I try to be really accommodating, and that's also part of my business, and that's the concierge business. So that is part of – what my clients have access to me right now, 24-7. So if I'm awake, then I typically get back to you. And I usually tell them, like, much to my boyfriend's chagrin. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I am way too available right now. And that may change in the future. But right now, my clients have access to me. And as soon as I'm available, I get back to them. Um, but so... Um, have you lost my train of thought? No, I think you did it. Yeah, no. put a nice little button on it. Uh, You're trying to get better about... No, well, yeah, but I mean, you, would you ask calls. your human doctor? Would you just like, if you're human, you know, would you, whatever. Anyway, yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's my train of thought there. The, so the, the it, it is, is it's a very hard, it's very hard. It's a very fine line. I understand people care about their pets and they know me and are comfortable with me. And so I try to be accommodating, but, you know, there are times where you just need to go to your own vet. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, but Richard, you could also just for listen you. to Pets and Punchlines. That's, also uh, that. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, get a like, yeah. little catch-all uh, vet advice once a week. And dick jokes. And <laughs> so many or wiener jokes on that show, yes. right? And yeah. dick, shows on, dick jokes on this show. Um, 
I was ravaging your bio on your website to learn so much about you. <laughs> ravaging. Yeah, just okay. going through it. Uh, one thing I love that really stood out to me, you performed for on a USO tour yeah, in South Korea, right? Like a crowd of 30,000 is what your website said. It's the 30,000 troops that are there. Right. Um, so, you know, it's spread out over a bunch of, of different shows. Gotcha. That, yeah, bios always look more bombastic than they are. As they uh, should be, yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah look, yeah. you should see my yeah, resume. Fine print, bro. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so my question was twofold. One was going to be, what's it like performing to 30,000 people? But obviously mm-hmm. it's a different... Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done crowds of like 24,000 with cats. All right, so, all right uh, great. So then both questions then what's it like because obviously going from clubs that most people go to see a comedy show it's you know a room of 100 150 people mm. what's it like doing that many and then also performing for soldiers overseas uh, servicemen and women do you change your routine at all because of the of the setting or the crowd or, or how does that affect you? Um, i'll answer that backwards sure. so um, performing for the troops is absolutely awesome, and uh, I mean, you get paid to travel there. Like the, the travel is a B, dude. Like it's 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 a day and a half, and you have a show the first night, and then you know they're just taking you all over the country to to do all these shows. But um, it, it's awesome. They're super super grateful, um, but the PC is amazing. Because, you know, at the time it was Obama's army, and uh, they they had just, I think they, th- yeah, they just got rid of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So, and, and I was there with mostly black comics, and, you know, like, yeah, just dudes doing crowd work stuff of, like, like, oh, your knees are touching, yo, let's get, like, dude, the whole room came to a screeching halt. Like, it, it was it was amazing. It was, like, somehow... The, the 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 army was like the most woke crowd ever, <laughs> which is the, the complete opposite of what you think of yeah. like a bunch of army dudes in a room. But it's because they they have these like these hotlines that uh, that like anybody can pick up the phone and you can get uh, they can get reprimanded for laughing at an inappropriate joke that somebody else said. That's how deep it is. Wow. Uh, but but that aside, they are great, the camaraderie that those guys have. And, like, you know, just, the, the, almost it was better hanging out with them after the, the shows than actually doing the shows a lot of the time, you know. Hmm. Uh, the only one that was uh, – the, the only uncomfortable show was we did one at Camp Boniface in the it's, – it's, it's in the DMZ. It's right along the uh, the 38th parallel, and it's called Camp Boniface because it's named after this, I think, lieutenant or captain that got hacked to death by Koreans with shovels that tunneled their way under – North Koreans that tunneled their way under, popped up on this dude, hacked him to pieces, and went back under. Like and, reverse whack-a-mole. And there, yeah, so that there's sounds a, terrible. And there's only there's twelve U.S. troops stationed there. It's miserable. It's the worst. Everything else in Korea is a dope setup, right? Except for these twelve dudes, as far north possible. They're like three hour drive from anything. It sucks, and you have to entertain these guys basically in this living room. And they've got, like, their shitty kitchen right behind you. Like, just everything blows. These guys are on a nuclear hostile border. And you're, like, going with the chuck- some chuckles. That, I like, never that- thought about that. Stand up in the DMZ. It sucked, dude. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. 
That blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, but with the other thing, yeah, I mean, the bigger the crowd, if, if they're there for comedy, then it's, you know, it's fantastic. You just have to be way bigger than your normal self. But I, uh, stand-up keeps you humble. And I did this thing called uh, Suicide Sundays so that after a Saturday night— You survived. Uh, you're talking to me, so— Yeah, but after this—you know, after an amazing Saturday night with Kat, I would always come back and do a show the next day, and that would keep me level. So after doing 24,000 people, the next day I did a show at the Grizzly Pair in the village, and it was six— Norwegians, <laughs> who are amongst the world's most droll people, uh, just like two of them were translating for another two. It was horrendous, but it was like this is exactly where I am right now. Sven yeah. and Goran kept you level at the Grizzly. Bjorn, 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 and Bjorn. Oh. <laughs> Good times. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna wrap this up. I usually finish two quick segments. One of which is turn the tables, where you guys get to ask me a question. But we just did that for a whole half hour on your podcast. Yeah, it is. So we're going to forego that and just listen to Are Pets and Punchlines. Are you sure you go, we get to just forego? Like, that's... Uh, unless, make, unless you guys you have, make the rules? Uh, it's my show. My name is in the title. Unless you guys have a question <laughs> you want to ask me again outside of whatever we talked about on your podcast. Oh, maybe they should just away. go to Pets and Punchlines, too. Okay. Uh, or I mean, you were thinking. You were... I mean, do you, do you want to... You got anything for the guy? Hmm... Do you have any uh, videos of yourself doing yoga in your underpants? No. I didn't, no, no not, <laughs> not yet. Not yet, at least. No, I've been inspired. Don't be afraid to share them. What is the thing you least want to tell us? Eesh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's not get into uh, my dating life. Let's avoid that. So, I was going to yeah, ask you if you were yeah. single. How Are you single? How many apps you got on the phone? Uh, I've I've recently gotten rid of them all because I am we're not official, but I am seeing someone, oh, and we're okay. doing a couple's Halloween costume this year. So I Wait, feel like that's a that big. Sounds super who's going to be the back yeah. of the horse? Who's going to be what? The back of the horse. <laughs> it's uh, it's, it's still up for debate. We, we're recording this on a Thursday, so we still whoa, got time whoa, to figure whoa. that out. Okay. okay. Um, but I used to be I had the Tinder and Hinge, OK Cupid, Bumble. Oh, okay. And so all, all your heavy hitters, I was on there for a while. Okay. Now I, I do have a question. Okay. Have you have you gotten some weird little things, puss? Um, no. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, put put others simply. That, have you had any girls yeah. reach out to you because of little things? No. 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 Really? No. That's yeah. actually That's surprising. I do have to apologize for little things, puss. Sounds very <laughs> pedo. <but> yeah. <laughs> We're going to yeah. move on very quickly uh, to the last segment. It's the Little five. puss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you tell the, the guy he can say whatever he wants on the yeah. show, and he just takes the liberty. Oh, yeah, wow. there's, there's a reason we, we handcuffed me on our show. <laughs> uh, uh, this one's called the Fun Five. It's five quick, fun questions designed for you and you alone, you guys. So uh, these mm. are rapid fire. Number one, who would do better professionally, <laughs> Richie as a vet or if Lisa were to become a full-time comedian? <laughs> Richie has a vet. I don't know. I don't think anybody's insuring me. That's for sure. No, no that's a good one. You're too much of a perfectionist. You're right. Me comic. as a comedian. No, I think it's me as a vet. No. <laughs> Next me question. We'll have to do a Freaky Friday one yeah, of these days. What do you, you think? Yeah. I don't. He was dropping some on our on our episode we did on your show. Richie was dropping some nomenclature, some terminology. Because I taught him everything he knows. That's the thing. I think now if you let him off to be free, he might be able to hack it on his Why, own. Why? But don't you think he taught I me could, how to be a little funny? I could definitely. No. I guess no. I could no. practice some really good fake medicine. I think. 
Like, if I yeah. only gave placebos, I think I could cure half of my patients. <laughs> Dr. Drake Ramore, <laughs> here to treat you. <laughs> Question number two, which animals do you guys find funniest? Like, either in person or you see a video online, you're like, that just gets me every time. Red-ass baboon, dude. Well, we never watch a red ass baboon. You don't. You don't know what I do when you're not here. <laughs> Those uh, 14, 15 hour shifts when you're away. He's got to We definitely now. watch some funny animal videos. Sloths are good. Sloths are good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, question number three Has there ever been a joke, and maybe you don't even run your material past Lisa before you do it, but has there ever never. been a joke? Never not, does. No. no. So you've never like vetoed a joke and said you can't say that. That was going to well, be that's my question. A, that's, ever... No, that's, n- that's different. <laughs> but he does not run them past me first. I still might try to veto things. No, uh, I don't. I really try not to veto. We've had some disagreements about things that I have not loved that he's done on stage. But she's not a fan of when I just like offhandedly like look at your tits. She for some reason <laughs> doesn't like that. When yeah, no, not a fan. Some other chick. Not yeah. a fan. Wonder why. <laughs> but if it's a dude, she does like doesn't care at all. <laughs> yeah. So as long as you're Instagram picturing you and other dudes, it's fine. But it's yeah. What did you call them earlier? The the random skanks in a stand up club or whatever. <laughs> you can. That's when you object. You could probably tell the exact point that I started dating Lisa because my Instagram stopped having any other girls on it <laughs> because I didn't feel like dealing with the who the f- <laughs> sounds like true love yeah. question four uh, what are each of your spirit animals if you could be an animal for a day or a week and see what that life is like what would you want to be hmm. <sighs> oh man knowing how animals get treated oh, it's a tough one depends who's animal well, well, you could be like we in just, nature. You could we be just discussed animal. this that the wild boar can't ejaculate for thirty minutes straight, buddy. <laughs> wow, just straight busting. So I had no idea. Yeah, I want to. Are eat. you so glad you asked these yeah, questions? Yeah, such an educational. I want to. I want to eat a moose and come like a boar. Right, there you go. How about you? How about you, Lisa? Similar answer. Uh, sh- girl sure. boar. Yes. Girl <laughs> boar. Guy boar. Girl boar. Last question. You guys have alluded to the fact you both went to uh, Penn, UPenn, very, very nice school. Mm-hmm. Of all the Ivy Leaguers, which school has the best sense of humor? Oh, Penn. Penn's up there for sure. I mean, there, there's the Harvard Lampoon, but there's so many D-bags that come out of Harvard too. Yeah, I like Penn or Princeton probably. Yeah, for sure. The Princetonians have a, a pretty good sensibility. Those Jersey sensibilities. Yeah. 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 All right, we'll go, with, we'll go with Penn, since I'm here with two alums. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. nice. That'll do it, guys. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks Appreciate for having it. us. Good question. Yeah, dude. Plug whatever you guys want to plug. Go for it. Uh, check out Ratchet Ass Trivia on uh, YouTube and Facebook. You can get to it from, uh, from Not TV or Richie Redding. Not TV or Richie Redding. And it's, uh, it's a real effed up trivia show that I created, and uh, we shot it on the street. It's really funny. You can watch random New Yorkers trying to win $6 of my money. Love it. <laughs> How are the lights staying on in this apartment? You're just giving away all this cash I on know. the streets. Well, <laughs> if you make the final question hard enough and it's double or nothing, they never get it. Smart. <laughs> yeah. That's good TV programming. How about you, Lisa? Um... What was the question? Oh, oh uh, uh, at, at Dr. Lee's Littman. <laughs> good thing DR, you're pretty. L I S A L I P P M A N. At Dr. Lee's Littman, everything. Listen to your podcast on our show, Pets and Punchlines. That is it. A Pets and A N D Punchlines. Pets and gets them there too. So beautiful. Oh, great. And make sure to check out, as always, MikeJanella.com. I'll have links to all the stuff these guys mentioned in case you forgot it already or are too lazy to write it down. And you'll also hear all the information about the great outro music you're hearing right now. Plus, get all previous episodes 
of the show. Richie, Dr. Lisa, thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, dude. Thanks to you guys for listening. We'll try and do better next time. See ya. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.